Hey guys, you're listening to the Crosswalk Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Chuck. Here at Crosswalk, we get together to have honest and raw conversations about how real faith in Jesus meets real life. If you haven't already, or if you guys are new to the channel, then go ahead and hit that like button, or maybe even that subscribe, so that you guys can know when we drop future episodes. We hope that you guys enjoy the episode. Alright guys, well welcome back to the Crosswalk Podcast, where real faith meets real life. Um, we are back with video again, so we're kind of enjoying that, being able to do those kind of things, and as you can see, if you are watching, and if you can't see because you're just listening, we have a very special guest with us today, uh, Pastor Kevin Terry from First Baptist Church of Huntsville, um, and shout out to Mr. Terry here. He actually was our art teacher in elementary school. We've known he he's known teacher. us for a long time. Yeah, wow. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he's not that old. He's not very old, but actually, I'm, actually, I'm that old. So. <laughs> very good artist, very creative. Yes, very talented, um, wonderful man. Has done so much for this county, so much for the churches of this county. Trying to bring um, churches together to work together yeah. to reach Scott County, and so um, Kevin, why don't you uh, kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Most people know you already, but why don't you go ahead and give us just a little little intro there? Well, uh, first, let me say, you know, thank you guys for. For letting me come, and I'm, I'm a big fan of your uh, podcast, and uh, really en- enjoy that. I think you guys do a fantastic job. And uh, but uh, I've always lived in Scott County, uh, except for a brief time that I went away to school, like a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. get, you know, yep. get degree in, in education and came back, you know, and uh, got to teach at my alma mater, the Oneida schools, mm-hmm. which is. You know, a dream was a dream of mine, oh, and, yeah. and really have enjoyed that over the years. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I've been I uh, was a youth pastor at First Baptist Oneida for five years, mm-hmm. and uh, then I've been the pastor at First Baptist Huntsville. Uh, in March will be seventeen years. That well, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, that's great. That's very impressive. Um, you look at statistics nowadays, and the average pastor it lasts maybe two three years mm-hmm. if they're lucky yeah. but I, I didn't say i'd done it well <laughs> so let's not get too too excited there but uh but i love this love this community uh you know my wife and i when we were finishing up school and we were first married uh we just felt like we couldn't be happy living anywhere else you know mm-hmm. i mean it's just this is just what drew us uh back here and and you know i'm just and my kids even make fun of me. It's like nobody loves Scott County like you do. You know? <laughs> but there are tons of people that love it. You know, oh yeah, even more than I do. But but I do really you know have a heart for this place. It's just well. I mean, speaking of Scott County, I mean, tell me about you're a big helping hand in the the Reach Scott. Uh, oh, Kevin is, media. A, is an absolute driving force. In media that. for for that. I mean, what what's going on there? I mean, how? Yeah. Well, uh, so. Uh, Reach God is just kind of a loose, you know, cooperation <laughs> between folks from different churches. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, myself, a pastor, and there's some other pastors. and then But most folks are just regular people. And a lot of us are, uh, like Chuck and myself, are school teachers. And, and I think that's a big part of it is, um, you know, if, if I didn't work in the schools, you know, and I just saw the people that were in my circles, mm-hmm. you know, which are, mm-hmm. you know, people that go to church. I think, hey, everything is great here. No, we got some problems, but things are great. But, you know, where I work in a school, and as you guys said, uh, with what I teach at the elementary school, every single kid 
through the oh, Oneida Elementary School comes through my classroom. So yeah, I mean, yeah. and I see That's, you know five six hundred kids a week, and wow. so you know I'm seeing a different side of Scott County, and other folks, um, you know, are, are seeing those things, and we just you know we want uh, to to reach people who aren't being reached yes well and that's something that we talk about at various points and we'll probably even do some kind of pin down in a few future episodes is the the difference in culture Mm -hmm. and the difference in mindset and we kind of have a tendency i think to kind of just drop into the culture Mm -hmm. that we're born into or or things or that we find ourselves in and not really question it or ask well how did we get to this point Yeah. yeah and so i tell you leading leading youth I've done youth for the last, we always forget the numbers here. Seven, eight. Seven, eight years. I don't know. It's fuzzy. I don't remember. But the difference in even just Caleb's group and a couple years after him, Caleb would be technically about on the youngest end of millennials. Mm -hmm. And then literally, I mean, just even Caleb being that young, that close to what we would call Gen Z, his group was still vastly different than what we're seeing with Gen Z right now. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, it's unreal. And, um, you know, so Caleb, Caleb has been around them. He's trying to help lead many of those in a Bible study and do things with them. So he's kind of in it. You're seeing it every day. I see it every day at school. And like you said, I think we have, and it's nothing against anybody, but no. I think there's a lot of people who are, they're just not in it every day. Right. And so they're not quite seeing the things that are going to be the issues yeah. of tomorrow oh, very yeah. soon. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, on top of that, um, you know, if we look, at, if we just look at our numbers, you know, and you know, people that are in church or or church, um, you know, it, it's really a minority. I know it's hard to imagine that in Scott County because the church is still respected; it still has mm-hmm. a great deal of influence. Uh, but if you just go by sheer numbers, and I, and I've heard everything um, from, you know. 55% unchurched to 70% unchurched. Wow. Um, I would be inclined to believe 70, I can yeah, see it. Yeah, to be I can honest. See it, yeah. Which, yeah. It, which again, is um, we don't think of, our, of with Scott County that way. No, no, not um, at all. I even think yesterday, um, oddly enough, we, we normally don't crank podcasts out this quickly, but yesterday was the interview with Ryan, and um, just that thought process of, oh, there's a church everywhere. Yeah. And there are, but then you look at the numbers of how many people don't, go to church or not engaged in any form of church um and it's startling and then you start looking like yeah we have a lot of churches but what if all those people started going to church where would we put them yeah yeah well and and the numbers for the unchurched are continuing to skyrocket because we see for and you know our pastor james actually mentioned this last sunday talking about the fact that because of 2020 specifically but even before that we've seen this movement of lots of people coming to the more rural areas like scott county I mean, we've had, mm-hmm. you can't even find a house in Scott County right now. If you, if you wanted to sell a house, right now would be the time to do it because they're getting they're getting. I'd love out. to if I had a place to live. <laughs> in the meantime, getting, I'd love to are, sell my house and get up, top man. dollar for it. I mean, people are coming in from California and from you know New York. Oh, yeah. and New Jersey, yeah. New Jersey, these Chicago, these big, uh, big city states and stuff, and they're coming in and moving in these rural areas, whether it be a getaway home or whatever yeah. the case may be. Mm-hmm. They're here, you know, so it's not just us anymore, I guess you could say, as our little small town USA Bible believers, you know, yeah. community. It's it's not just us anymore. And and that's all the more reason that we need this reach God yeah. County that you've been doing. And and you know, the the other issue is that uh and, and this is always the case, 
But, uh, you know, the church itself is held up mostly by, uh, you know, your senior generation. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and there's, you know, there's a reason behind that because they're more established in life. You know, the yes. kids are grown or right. whatever. But... Um, well, it's interesting. We just, you know, inaugurated what will be the last boomer president yes. in all likelihood. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and and in all of our government. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I mean, then it's a is older. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's awesome. And and listen, older generation is phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just the the pillar of the church. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when the Lord calls them home, what's coming up behind it? And yes. We see that in the school. Right. Right. And it's a different picture. You know. Very so. different picture. But that's. I mean. And I think that that ties in kind of perfectly to the route that we've been going on because, mm-hmm. and you know, like we had said on our last episode, we had talked to Ryan and we had kind of got to experience some of his testimony and talked a lot about real faith and not just the applications for real faith, but we've seen what it does in real life whenever you don't have real faith and whenever you finally accept real faith. And so I think that it begs the question, which moves us perfectly into this Roman series of, You've made the decision, so you you decided. You know what? I've I've been serving a false faith this whole entire time, and, and I've got on board with the real faith. I'm going all in for Christ. I've decided I'm 100% bought into this thing. And so, what do I do from here? And normally, the first thing that you tend to see people do once they've accepted this this idea of I'm really going to go all in for Christ is they start dissecting their life and they start filtering mm-hmm. through the things of their life, and they're saying, "Well, I don't want to do that. I do want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this, or whatever the case may be." Do following their own convictions. And so what happens whenever we run into a community where I'm sorting these students through my life and I'm saying, you know what, I don't want to do this, I do want to do that, I don't want to do this, I do I do want to do that. And I look over there and something that I've chosen not to do, This my brother in Christ has chosen to do that. They've not mm-hmm. had the same convictions that I've had towards mm-hmm. this thing. And so then it kind of begs the question, it's like, what do I, do I distance myself from that person, my brother that's supposed to be my brother in Christ, or what do I do? Do I have diversity because of this? And so it kind of creates this standpoint, and that's kind of what brought us into today, because, you know, last week on the part one with Pastor James, we were mm-hmm. talking about individually as Christians. Yeah, it, was, so a very, it, it was a very individual approach of how, how are we missing the mark as individuals, or how do we make sure we have the cross in our crosshairs so that we do hit the mark in the right place, and now it becomes a matter of community, absolutely, of Christian community, because we're not made to do it alone. We, we, we were never designed to. There was, um, and when I say this, I don't mean, um, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to push this idea that, oh, you just need to be there for church. You always just need to be there for church, and church attendance is, you know, the catch-all metric, and that if you're just there in church, you're okay, because we, we know that you can come and sit through church for years and not even be a Christian. Right, we've seen that. But you will never find in the scriptures somewhere, and I think you'd be hard pressed. And even if you go, if you could somehow, you know, go back to the first century, you would be hard pressed to find a Christian that was not a part, a member, a participating member of a community yeah. of Christians of a congregation, um, because to them there would have been no such thing. <laughs> Right, like you right. weren't you weren't a Christian if you weren't a part of and, the church. And, and think about how hard it was to survive, you know, even as a part of a Christian community under intense persecution. Mm-hmm. Oh century. yeah, oh yeah. And I think you know they they would have they would have never understood why somebody would risk, <laughs> you know, being a lone wolf kind of kind of yeah. Christianity. I mean, it was just 
would have been something they would have even considered. Yeah, just truly unfathomable. What is it today? I mean, just just that, just as much in today's time as it does back then. I mean, you're why branch off and be a lone wolf in in a world that we live in. I mean, that is just a recipe for. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's. I mean, I know me personally. I can't. I couldn't do that. Right, and I think the. I think one of the reasons is so much easier for people to fall into that nowadays is because. It, it, it's kind of a delayed effect. It's not if I branch off and I'm I'm not gathering with other believers and I'm not praying with them and, and gathering for worship through song and through preaching and things with them. I'm not under immediate threat of my life. Yeah. For claiming to be a Christian and and not finding that strength in the group, but what I am at risk of is like you're saying. I, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. Like how do I do it? I'm gonna I'm probably gonna fall into some depression. I'm probably gonna fall into Definitely, we're talking about I want to sift through the things in my life. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm probably going back to that thing if I'm not being built up continually by yeah, other believers. Yeah, sure, you know what yeah. I mean? We can't do those things alone. And so what we want to kind of look at today is how do we make sure that we're hitting the mark as churches, mm-hmm. as communities of right. believer, believers, and not just that, even how do we kind of hit the mark in, in an effort um, something like Reach Scott. How do we hit this mark of unity amongst believers from different congregations who maybe have some different preferences and ideas about things? Right, and I think that an important factor to know is that in order to you know hit the mark, because we, we, we know where we were, we're missing the mark as individuals, as Christians, and we found out how we needed to hit that mark by going back to the, to the gospel, including the gospel into our everyday lives. And so now we're talking as churches, as a community, and so in order to figure out how to hit the mark, we have to figure out how we've been missing the mark. You, mm-hmm. see, what you see what yes. I'm saying? And so I think that one of the biggest ways in the church that we've missed the mark is through so much diversity. Okay? And I think that's where you come in with Reach Scott. I think that that's been one of your biggest driving factors for wanting to do the Reach Scott is not only to reach as many people in Scott, but to bring together as many churches in Scott County. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, just getting into these chapters, you know, and... Mm-hmm. and um, oh, and real quick, if you're following with us, we're in Romans 14. Yes. Yeah. Romans, picking up in Romans 14. <laughs> yeah. We we did the lat we did kind of one through eight, one through nine, ten last week with Pastor James, and we're we're in fourteen, uh, kind of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, hitting the end this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these were I was telling uh, Chuck before we got started. That, um, you know, I was familiar with Romans. Um, I you know I knew Romans Road. I knew you know mm-hmm. all the. Uh, as I said, bumper sticker verses, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that everybody knows and quotes, yep. um, you know, but uh, until I had to, you know, to teach through the book of Romans, and this is one place where as a, you know, as a pastor or a Bible teacher, you have an advantage because, you know, when, when I was just studying the Bible for myself, if I found something that I didn't quite understand, I'd just go on and, yep. you know, and then <laughs> when I know I'm going to be up in front of people and I you know I'm going to be delivering this uh, I realize I got to have my mind wrapped around this. I really mm-hmm. got to know what it is mm-hmm. and, well you uh, have to ask the hard questions yeah absolutely yeah. I, I want well, to I think even as a um, just for we, we get a lot of male listeners to the podcast and, and some of them are married it's even as a husband you can't just read the Bible and just skip through and skim over well, I'm not really sure what that is. you kind of have to ask the deeper questions and yeah, things because yeah. you're called to pastor your family Absolutely. as a husband uh, but it was when I hit these chapters which in the past I would just kind of gloss over because you know it's like meat offered to idols I'm just like you know what is that I don't even <laughs> understand that yeah, yeah you know 
It's going to sacrifice a pig. And, they, <laughs> and then you're at the end of the book, too. So, you know, you, I mean, uh, Romans is so rich and so deep. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's like... You're like, uh, it's like a dessert at the end of a meal. You get here and you're like, oh, I'm kind of full. Yep. You know, and you just kind of, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, when I had to teach this and Wait, go deep more. in this, you know, to get an understanding, it really unlocked the whole letter for me. And then finding the application of it really changed the direction of my life. Oh, yeah. and, and so uh, just really briefly to kind of overview this, you know, these chapters. Um, so... When you read chapter 1, verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the power of God and salvation. To everyone that believes, Paul could have just stopped right there, and we would have been like, yeah, that's right. It's true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. But, then he, but then he adds at the end of it, he says, to the Jew first, but also to the Greek or to the Gentile. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you always wonder why I did that. And then you get in you know, chapter 2, chapter 3, and he'll... You know, he's like hitting hard, as you guys said, you know, with Pastor James, hitting hard on the, the pagans. Mm-hmm. And then he shifts gears, and then he hits hard on, on the Jews. And mm-hmm. it's like, why does he take the time to do this? And uh, I think you could maybe argue he almost hits the Jews a little harder oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> than he, he did the pagans. He hits everybody hard, honestly. But, but yeah, uh, and then, you know, you, you guys mentioned chapter 7. So he's like, what's, what's the purpose of the law? You know, why did, why did God give the law if we're not saved by keeping it? You know, what, what's yeah. the purpose? And, and then in chapters 9 through 11, which, you know, are notoriously difficult passages yes. Yes. And, yeah. and can, you know... We skipped them for a reason. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he, he talks about um, how God... He, Talks about you know the rejection of many of the Jews, not all Jews. Paul obviously mm-hmm. Jewish, but but how God then used that to spread the gospel out. And mm-hmm. you know, I wonder. Paul always went to the synagogue first. If you read in Acts, yeah, yeah. and then he gets mm-hmm. run out. But <laughs> you know, they reject him, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, "I'm going to the Gentiles." And I wonder if you know the uh, the Jewish apostles if they had been well received. By all of the all of the Jews, if they would have just been satisfied with that, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. if they would just right, be like, you know, yeah. this is this is good, this is, you know, I yeah, I feel bad for those folks, but hey, you know, um, and, and so this this causes them to branch out, and and then Paul says, but God hasn't forgotten, you know, His people; He's going to be faithful to all of His promises, mm-hmm. um, and so then you you get here in these chapters, and, and he he gets real specific, so. Um, in the context, um, the church at Rome um, was mostly a Jewish church in the beginning. Right. And so they, all their lives, they ate kosher, they observed feast days, they mm-hmm. did all these things. And then um, Emperor Claudius, because the, the Jews were fighting over Jesus, so to speak, their yeah. persecution and all this, um, he's just like, I'm not putting up with this unrest, and he just kicks all the Jews out. Priscilla and Aquila, mm-hmm. that's how they meet Paul in Acts 18. And, and so then Claudius dies, and when he dies, the creed's over. And so um, this mostly Jewish church had become uh, exclusively Gentile when they were all kicked out. And then the Jews come back, and the church looks totally different. Than right, yeah. And, yeah. and so they're like, what are you guys eating? And they're like, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> and like, hey, why aren't you celebrating today? You know, Why aren't you feasting today? They're like, we don't know what, what you're talking about. What are you talking about? It's just, Friday. it's just Saturday. Yeah, what do you, yeah. what do you mean? And, and so this, this caused division, right. you know, in mm-hmm. this church. And so when I 
finally read these chapters, then the whole rest of the book made sense. Paul is like, he's saying, we're unified in the gospel. You know, yeah. we're, we're unified in, in how God has saved us. We're unified in God's sovereignty that he can take mm. even rejection and turn it into salvation for the, the Gentiles and he'll keep his promises to the Jewish yeah. people as well. We're unified in, in holy living, you know, as a living sacrifice. You know, we're unified in forgiving each other and using our spiritual gifts to serve each other and, mm-hmm. and being good citizens and such. And, and so then he gets here and he says, I'm going to hit on what's causing all these issues. Um, and, and so the bottom line of chapters 14 and 15 is that uh, what, what Paul says is we are free in Christ. We don't earn our salvation in any way. Uh, Christ, you know, did all of that. Mm-hmm. And so what we eat and what days we celebrate and all those things don't make us saved or unsaved, you know. But then he says, but if somebody has grown up with that in their tradition and they're used to that, don't go throwing it in their face. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, have an other-centered kind of mindset so that you can have unity. Now, the, the question always is, does that mean we compromise and we take everything? Well, no, Paul, in the first uh, verse right here, he, he gives us the guidelines. Uh, he mm-hmm. says, we're, we're talking about doubtful disputations. <laughs> And, you know, I love that in the King James, how that's put. Uh, but, but he's saying there are some things that are not in doubt and they're not dis- disputable, right. rather indisputable. So the gospel, right? You know, Galatians, they, they compromised with the gospel and Paul mm-hmm. tore into them, you know. Yeah. And, and so salvation by grace through faith in Christ alone, right. that's not up for negotiation. Right. Uh, the authority of the scriptures, right? You know, right. the Bible is, is God's word. All of it's God's word. And it's all profitable uh, you know, mm-hmm. to us. And so, so those things we, we can't dispute. Uh, but there are other things like, you know, um, what kind of music, you know, music style, uh, yes. preaching style. And, and, and so as I tried to figure out how to apply eating meat, you know, and, and dietary <laughs> laws, which is very yep. foreign to mm-hmm. us, um, you know, I realized that our churches are divided over uh, d- uh, things that can be disputed. You know, yes. opinions, you know. Yeah. And, and so, like, um, uh, preaching style is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you ever heard somebody say, oh, I don't like that hooping and hollering style yep, preaching? Yep. Um, you know, or somebody says, I like a preacher that gets up and, and, and you know, moves around a whole lot. And I yep. want teaching and talking about the Greek and whatever, you know. Yeah. And, and so... Or somebody, you know, who kicks their shoes off and runs the yes, aisle. Yes, you, know, you know, I mean, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Which and, I do enjoy. And music <laughs> and, and how we dress and those those kind of things. Mm-hmm which are not the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, which are not the, the things that we can do, you know, right. that, that are non-negotiable. But we've elevated those to those kind of things. Well, and I just think putting it, trying to put things back in perspective about what would have, what have been going on in the early church, what would have been happening in, in yeah, Acts, or yeah. in this this in this case, this church in Rome that Paul would have been writing to, they wouldn't have worn the clothes that we wear today. Oh, yeah. The yeah. music would have been totally different. Yeah. You know, they had all kinds of things, and so we elevate certain things and make certain issues out of stuff that, like like you said, it's doubtful things. Yeah. Things yeah. that could be, yeah. they're doubtful opinions. disputes. Opinions. Opinions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of gray areas there, and we tend to, I mean, there are so many things that they're just, I mean, if you, I mean, celebrating holidays, 
Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, Halloween, Christmas. What oh, yeah. a preacher should wear in the pulpit. You know, if if you know they have, should they be in their tuxes? Should they be in their black coats and the you know the fancy collars? Mm-hmm. I mean, is this is this there a mandatory? Was a, I mean, there was a pastor one time who was telling me about a. Um, a bad experience he had there was a there was a guy that he would fill in and preach for from time to time and um i think they would even have um young you know new aspiring preachers come in and they'd give them you know 15 20 minutes and they'd just take turns you know and and he got up to preach one day and he had like an off-white almost like cream colored shirt that he was wearing and the pastor would not let him in the pulpit because he did not have a white button-up shirt yeah. on well and i'm like are you kidding like seriously, over the not not that he wasn't dressed nicely, but over the color of the shirt. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, and that's where we get in trouble because it's those things that they're not inherently wrong, and those are the things that we want to. And that's where we get in trouble is the fact that there's going to be there is going to be different opinions, not necessarily division, but there's going to be different opinions on things. There there are those gray areas where some aren't going to agree, some are going to have different convictions than others on certain things, mm-hmm. and that is going to it shouldn't cause division. Now you can, I can have my opinion on that, and you can have your opinion on that, but we can still glorify God together in the fact that Jesus came and died on the cross and rose three days later, and we believe that, and we accept that, and we have yeah. liberty in Christ. Yes. Okay, and we should be able to be unified in that liberty in Christ, and that's not worth dividing over. That shouldn't be a division worth dividing over, and that's where we get in trouble is that we say, well, you know what? I'm so confident that this is right, I'm going to throw stones at you for not thinking it's right. Yeah. Or vice versa, me not thinking it's right, I'm going to throw stones at you because I think you're a dirty, rotten sinner because you're doing it. Where yeah. inherently, neither both people are wrong because yeah. it's not a right or a wrong. It's a very gray, opinionated area that is justified by that liberty in Christ yes. that he gives us. And God so graciously gives us that liberty. Yes. It's this beautiful thing. And, and we need to give that to each other. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, exactly what you what you were saying, Caleb, if... If I knew I was going to a church and, you know, they had certain traditions and things like yes. that, uh, I wouldn't go in there, you know, trying to tear down, you know, their, their traditions. No, yeah. Um, I would be more concerned, you got the gospel right, you know? Yes. Are you, you, are you Are you putting your hope in the right thing? you understand the scriptures right? And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those kind of things. And if, if they got those things right... You know, uh, I'll sing any song, you know, as long yeah. as it's biblical, you right, know, faithful yeah. song. I'll, you know. Well, yeah, you listen. can have a gospel culture yes, in yeah. two different places that looks very different. Absolutely. And both yeah. still oh, yeah. be a gospel oh, yeah. culture. Yeah. Well, that's because the gospel looks the same. Mm-hmm. The gospel never changes. Right. The gospel looks right. the same, no matter what you're doing or no matter what the circumstance. Yeah. yeah. I remember being on a mission trip and... and um, they had to tell us what it meant because you know we didn't speak the language. But I remember singing some songs with the group, and it was it was really interesting. We were in Ecuador, and um, it was a, a different dialect, maybe a different language altogether than what you know the more common Spanish. And we sang right along. Mm-hmm. Now, again, they had to tell us what it meant first, you know, because we didn't know. But once we knew, we're like, okay, we'll we'll sing it in their language. Yeah. You know, we're singing it's it's their music, very different style than anything we would do here. Um. But I still believe that was just as glorifying to God yeah. Oh, yeah. as anything that we would sing here in English. So let me ask you then, you've been in and out of churches in our community. Do we have anything even remotely resembling what you experienced in Ecuador? <laughs> Nowhere <laughs> close. I mean, are no. we not really actually very much it's alive? It's very diversified. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the, the thing I've found in churches around here, to, to our benefit, you know, it's easy to... Um, 
you know, to kind of, when you're in a rural area for people to emphasis on the negative and things, and we're kind of talking about division here, but, you know, majority of churches, uh, people have been in, been absolutely rock solid on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, rock solid on the scriptures and those things. Um, you know, and, and really how much difference is there, uh, you know, between, mm-hmm. between yeah, our yeah. churches, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then you say, but we find those one little differences sometimes yeah. and make a big and deal we, out and of it. And we did, right? Yeah. You know, we're more spiritual because we, mm. we do that or, or, you know, they're less spiritual because they don't do, you know, or, or something like mm. that. And, and where it really matters is when you get in the end of, of chapter 15 and then chapter 16, because Paul goes in and he says, I'm getting ready to go to Spain. And there is no gospel witness there. There, Christ is not named there. Mm-hmm. And he says, and I'm going to be coming through Rome. And when I come through, I really need you guys to be together so you can supply and support, yes. <laughs> support yeah. the gospel mission. And, and so, you know, the, the real issue, and you get into chapter 16, he starts naming off all these house churches. It wasn't yeah. just one church in mm-hmm. Rome. Yeah. There was, you know, all these pockets of places, and and he's like, you know, I need all of you to be together so Mm -hmm. that, you know, we can carry the gospel. And and so, like, uh, I liken it to this Peanuts cartoon, right, that I read one time. Love Peanuts. Yeah, you know, it's it's awesome stuff. But um, (laughs) Linus... For real, it's one of my favorite cartoons. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. But Linus... Uh, is watching TV, mm-hmm. and Lucy comes in, you know, his older sister, and she says, change the channel. And Linus says, I've been watching this, you know, already, and you aren't even in here. Why should I change the channel? And she says, because of my five fingers. She says, uh, by themselves, they're not much. She says, but when they come together, <laughs> they form a powerful weapon. Yep. Right? So Linus changes the channel. And he walks out with his head down, and he's looking at his hand, and he says, why can't you guys get together like that? Yeah, why can't you guys get organized like that? Wow. And, and so, you know, you think about in our, our community, you have, you know, um, what you guys are doing is fantastic. You know, you're not only youth ministry, and, and I know a lot of the kids, I, I talked to a student that I have in middle school that's part of your youth group and everything, you know, she's loving yeah. it and stuff. And what you're doing here, this is this is fantastic. I think it's I think it's great, um, you know. And and we've got all these little streams, mm-hmm. you know. But what if if those streams all came together in one river? Mm-hmm. How much more impact could we make? I mean, if we, you know, I, we we have Highway 27. It goes right down the middle yep. of the county, and like. You know, if if we had a, a river of gospel ministry where we support each other, where we are link up arms, where mm-hmm. we are uh, loving, serving each other, where we're not divided over, you know, preferences and style, but mm-hmm. we're yeah. here because we want to see the gospel go everywhere. Yeah. Because we we know that um, that that God deserves. I mean, he's he's worthy. Yeah. He deserves every soul. In Scott County to love him mm-hmm. and to worship him, and Jesus paid the price, you know. And the, you you probably know the the motto of the Moravian missionaries, mm-hmm. you know, uh, may the lamb who was slain receive the rewards of his suffering. 
Mm. You know, I mean, and, and he deserves, God deserves this. Jesus is worthy oh, of yeah. this. And, you know, if we could let that drive us so that we lay aside our preferences where we stop worrying about uh, being competitive. If Scott County is really 70% unchurched, there's more than enough to go around. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know? It, yeah, well, and we're... It, and if it is that unchurched, we can't just throw our hands up and say, "Oh, well, it's just kind of a sign of the times. It's just, it's just the way things yeah. are." We we're missing the mark, yeah, collectively yeah. as as the church made up of if smaller any, congregations. Anything, we're missing the if, mark. If this is the signs of the times, if anything, then that's even more call to mm-hmm. come together. Yep. If anything, that's even a more absolutely. Call. But I think I think realistically, when it all boils down to, and which is an obvious, I think it's a cultural problem, which which is an obvious you know, remark, but I think the problem with the cultural problem is that we as a church are supposed to impact culture. But what has happened is culture has creeped into the churches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because culture says, well, hey, if you don't agree with it, then that's fine. You do you. You do you. You you make your own self-awareness. You make your own goals. You make your own reality of the world. Right or wrong. Right or wrong. Yeah, you you choose until Well, until it's, you know disagrees with whatever group decides they're going to be the loudest at the moment. Right, yeah, and then it changes back. Because then they're not then they're not okay with you doing what you want to do. Then they're like, "No, you need to do what we're doing or or, you know, or if you even think that what we're doing is wrong, you're a hateful bigot." But that's that's the problem because that has sadly that has creeped into our churches. That has creeped mm-hmm. into some of our, our churches um, through individuals, you know, and, and through uh, organizations is creeped into our churches and now our churches even at times, which obviously our churches are made of, of the people and if the people are being impacted by culture in such a way that they say, well, we can choose what's right and wrong and they neglect the gospel and the, what we know to be true mm-hmm. in the Bible, then that creates a serious problem and that creates diversity. It's like we talked last time you know, about you, know, you have a generation that really is in love with the gospel. It's the core of everything they do. There is great unity. And then the next generation assumes the gospel. Mm. But all the things that they think would be entailments because of the gospel become the priority in that next generation. And so then eventually, and sadly, I think this is what we're seeing. It's it's what we're seeing in the schools. It's what we're seeing with, you know, those those younger friends is that we're kind of starting to see this generation now that rejects the gospel because of that. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think really what it what it boils down to, one thing that would really bring a lot of unity and what would really kind of answer a lot of these questions, okay, well, how, how do we move forward with these differences of opinion, is to kind of ask the question, what does love require of me? Yep. What does love require of me? Because um, if we want to talk about loving the lost, you know, loving people who don't know Jesus, who don't have that relationship, then we better learn to get to lo- get along. As as congregations and as as people even let, let's let's forget even different congregations getting along. How about just the people within a single congregation getting along? Sometimes you know around our our differences and preferences. If we really love the lost and we really say we love each other, then we're going to have to learn sometimes to say, you know what, I don't have a one hundred percent. That is a gospel matter answer to this issue. Uh, you know, and so we're going to have to just agree to disagree, and and find a compromise in that area. You know, I think of music. Yeah. Um, why can't we have some of both? Yeah, uh, you know, in, in my mind, it's not um, either or. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if it's if it's yeah. if it's faithful, you know, biblical uh, words uh, uh, that you know are set to music, then you know, it's okay. It's ours to enjoy. We're we're blessed with it. Uh, I think in chapter fifteen, the way uh, Paul puts it is, is this. He says, uh, "We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, mm-hmm. and not to please ourselves." And he goes on and says, "Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good, to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself." And, and so, you know, how you know how often do we come to the church and we say, um, "I like that song. That's my, you know, mm-hmm. I like that we sang that song," or we're just like, oh, "We didn't sing any songs that I like." You know, today it's not about that, right? It, it really doesn't matter. Um, we should have an other-centered mindset, and especially with the Great Commission. I mean, um, you know, the reality is we're going to be able to sing for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're and, and, and I guarantee you, every song, we're going to need all those different types yeah, of songs. <laughs> every song in heaven is going to be your favorite song, right? right? You know, I mean, every every one that you that you sing, uh, and and you know, all of this we'll we'll hear. The word of God directly from from Christ in heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what preaching can compare, you know, <laughs> right. you know to that and, and all those things. But but one thing um, that we're not going to be able to do in heaven is reach people who are lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it'll be too late. Mm-hmm. It'll be too late for them. And uh, you know, and and so while we're here, we can look forward to you know, I'm going to sing, you know. Everything that I want to sing and my voice will never get give out and I'll never get tired and it'll always just thrill and and you know and, and stir my heart to to the heights of joy in heaven. So right now I can sing a song that I'm not familiar with and yeah. you know maybe don't enjoy as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know because I know that's waiting for me right now. I'm going to do this to please my neighbor or to reach somebody yeah. who's who's not churched and, and who's so you know, would you agree you know on some of these issues that the, again there's not a clear-cut right or wrong um you know many all, all are good would you agree that that sometimes we need to prioritize what is going to advance the gospel the most uh-huh. among amongst a particular generation or even a community well you know uh why wouldn't you? I mean, uh, you know, if you think about it, our purpose for being here, you know, when we got saved, God could have taken us straight to heaven. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we wouldn't have had any problem with that. <laughs> I'd, have been, I'd have been okay with it. Like, you know, all, <laughs> all that struggle, all yeah. the failures, you know, all the things that we go through every day. I mean, we would have totally missed all that and mm-hmm. it would just be joy forever. But he left us here and he said, mm-hmm. here's the purpose. Go and teach all nations, make disciples of all nations, and 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 you know. So if if that's why he left us here, why would, yeah. why would we not? He's, do that? He says, "I've put my. It's not just you getting into my kingdom. I've put my kingdom into you. Yes, don't yes. keep it to yourself. Yes, and we and we're, and we are to to spread it. Now, listen, the, the saints need to be encouraged, and and you know, I'm not saying that we just say, "Well, you're saved now," so we forget about you because we're just going out after Mm -hmm. other people that's not you know you know what i'm saying at all Mm -hmm. um but but what i am saying is is that you know if you only view church as this is my safe place this is my place where i come and and i'm fed and i am ministered to and it's all about me and if it doesn't you know uh exactly hit me exactly the way i need it to then i'm upset or i'm not interested Mm -hmm. 
then I think you you got the wrong idea about church. Well, that's that's the crazy that's the crazy thing about the division in the church is that the division in the church doesn't just affect the people in the church. The division in the church affects yep. the whole world. And like what you'd said, you'd said earlier, you know, you said, what does love require of me? And so what does it look like when we as Christians, as individuals, and as churches don't require love? Whenever we don't look like love. You know, the Bible says that as Christians, we'd be known by our love. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when we don't look like love? I specifically remember, I was scrolling through Facebook one day, and like this, like, like I can't even fathom like this, the concept of this, but... I was scrolling through Facebook, and I'd seen this post, and I can't remember exactly what it said, but basically somebody ha- had said something along the lines of, you know, I just don't understand why people go to church, or, I, you know, I, I don't like God, or, you know, you know, something along the lines. It was obvious that they were against religion and Christianity mm-hmm. and God. Well, this, this post had went viral, okay? And so there's, you know, a, probably a 1,000, 2,000 comments on this post. And so I'm like, I get curious. So I click on the comments of the post, and like at first it starts out with with Christians giving you know good solid you know you know hey, G- you need Jesus man turn to Jesus you know Jesus came and he died on the cross for you and he rose your sins blah 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 and they're going through there and they're trying to you know present the gospel to this person mm-hmm. and it starts out really good and you have person after person after person listing it. Well, you get halfway to the comments and the subject starts to turn. All of a sudden, somebody that somebody else said. Well, now nah, the Bible didn't really, didn't really say that, or mm. that, that, that's not true. That, that, that didn't really happen, or whatever. Like, that that does, now that doesn't work. And all of a sudden, you see that the more farther you get down the comments, you go and you go and go, and you get five hundred, you get a thousand comments into it, and all of a sudden, the the topic has completely changed. It's literally Christians going Arguing. back. It's and no longer about the loss. The it's, it's about no how longer, we it's do no church. It's no longer about the, the the picture that was posted about this this. Uh, I think it was a woman that was clearly lost and said that needed to hear the gospel and needed to be presented with a way of salvation. Now all of a sudden it's gone from people presenting her the gospel to the churches and different individuals butting heads over, and it wasn't even stuff over like what we know to be true that you know Jesus came and he died and he rose again and he came for our salvation. If we believe on him, we confess with our mouth and we are saved by grace through faith. It wasn't even nothing like that. It was mm-hmm. it was that little stuff that gray yeah. area stuff that yeah. didn't even matter, that had nothing to do with it, that they're getting in a fight over. And I'm like, no wonder this woman, if she's seen Christians like that this before, no wonder she's turned away from it. Hmm. Yeah. And no wonder anybody would be. If there, if, there's unpe- if there are lost people in Scott County, which obviously there are, and they see Christians just constantly butting heads and just disagreeing and just, oh, well, don't say that. You know, that's, that's not right. You know, I constantly hear people, you know, I mean, that'll jump, you know, I always say, man, I was feeling lucky yesterday, and they're like, hey, now, you don't, you, you know, luck, yeah. luck ain't real, and I'm like, listen, dude, obviously I don't know what luck is real, and I'll be like, oh, knock on wood, man, they're like, you you know you can't believe in superstition and stuff, right, and be a Christian, I'm like, obviously, knocking on this wooden table is not going to prevent any circumstances from happening. Yeah, especially it's, not this one, it's not wood. <laughs> it's just a figure of speech, but, like, you have people so serious about it, it's like, whoa, 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 now, dude, Yeah, you know? and it's like, you have... If I was out in public and that happened, and I wasn't a Christian, and I'd seen two Christians have that debate, I'd be like, "Glad I'm not a part of that." Yeah, I mean, yeah, realistically, for real. And 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 I don't know. I don't remember the song or the group. It was a Christian group. It's been years ago, um, but I remember this lyric in their song, and it was from the perspective of somebody you know that was outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they said, "In my world of black and gray." Uh, you argue shades of white. 
And, and you know, and it's, this is a reality. So if we in, in in our Scott County Church is a church on every corner, um, I literally live on on Bergen Road, which is two minutes from. I still passed another church before I got to <laughs> here. And and yeah. so you know, if we spent as much energy, you know, trying to shine a light into the black and gray and the darkness as mm, we do arguing good. shades of white. Ooh how different would our community look oh, and man. how different mm-hmm. you know would, would how different would our impact be you know with the with the gospel of oh, jesus wow wow yeah i i remember being at camp one year and uh we were over in north carolina at ridgecrest and they had a little coffee shop there on the campus and there were a, a couple of more experienced ladies working the, behind the counter. I won't say older, but <laughs> uh, they definitely had they definitely had gray hairs, and I found it remarkable because you come from here where you, where you do hear so many squabbles over the type of music, or no, we can't, you know, and, and you truly do. And again, I'm not. I don't want to come across like we're bashing people who have done these things, but 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 when these things are occurring they're they're causing us to miss our mark they're pulling us away from what really matters right. so they do need to be called out on it but to come from Scott County and and this part of East Tennessee where you do have so many squabbles over types of music i walked in and these two ladies are actually discussing with one another about how their musical preferences don't need to be what their church is doing yeah. currently yeah. they were like they were both like you know we really like more southern gospel style, you know, hymns yeah. and kind of thing. And they're like, but you know, that's really not what the current generation that we're trying to reach right. is enjoying. We really don't need to be doing as much of that at church. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow. They, like, what, where, a, where are the people yeah, like that back got, home? They've got a blessed pastor. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> but, but listen, and you're, you're exactly right, though, what you're getting at. We're not trying to, like, put anybody down. I mean, it's, and, and this is the whole thing. You know, if you if you were in a church and you only sang hymns, or you only sang southern gospel music, or you only sang contemporary music, whatever, I would not come in your church. No, by no means. By no means. Convince you or whatever, because hey, you know your music's just fine. You yeah, know, yeah. and I'm going to listen mm-hmm. to those words and I'm going to take it into my heart. Absolutely. And 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 let God teach me, let Him fill me, and and encourage me or convict me or whatever. Oh, wow, yeah. You know that word is going to be. Um, and absolutely, we're not trying to change anybody. No, um, no. And by all means, if that if that is what the congregation really pours their heart into into God in worship, don't change a thing. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you if you are if you're focused on the Great Commission and you want to you want to reach people, you're loving each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, never would. That's the last thing I want to do. Um, and the truth is, but don't but don't condemn somebody else because yes, they want and, to and do it differently. And, and don't let that keep us from having a bigger impact mm-hmm. um, with the gospel because we're only doing this at half strength or a quarter strength because we're trying to go it alone and it's us against the world. Uh, you know, the, the truth is, is it's all of us together, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we really want, um, you know, and, and like I said, I would never try to change, I would never come in your church and, you know, try to restructure your, <laughs> you know, worship service, I mean, that, that's right. That's well, that's the point, because, I mean, you'd mentioned convict, and you'd said condemned, in which e- neither of those are our jobs to do. 
Okay, right. mm-hmm. it's not our job to condemn people, and it's not our job to convict people. And you know, I think of what it all really boils down to. If you can really bring it back to like one cool thing right here, it's in fourteen on verse ten. It says, "But you, why do you criticize your brother? Or you, why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before the tribulation of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God." So then each of us will give an account to himself to God. And so at the end of the day, there's liberty in Christ, okay? And there are gray areas and there are opinions. And you have the liberty to express those opinions the Amen. way that you want to. You, you can live mm-hmm. out those opinions. And, and you the can, Lord for it. Absolutely, because there is liberty in Christ. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be explored and to, and to use to your advantage. But not to convict and not to condemn because that's mm-hmm. God's job, okay? And so it's, when it all boils down to it, it's, Hey, do 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 what you feel like you have liberty in Christ to do. Don't do what you feel convicted to, to not do. Okay, and at the end of the day, whenever it comes between our diversities and our different opinions, let God be the one that stands before that. Because at the end of the day, it's not just the people who want to hell that's going to stand and face God. Right. It's all of us that's going to stand and face yeah. God one day. We're all going to be under the judgment of God. And so we all have the opportunity to go up there and plead our case to God. And God knows the convictions. And God is going to judge according to what you convicted in the way that you lived according to those convictions. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so that's... We don't have to be at diversities because of these things. Because we're all going to give our own accordance. We're all going to be standing before God one day and giving a judgment. And so let God deal with that, and let us love each other down here. Let's not be diversified. Let's be unified in Christ mm-hmm. and in our own liberties, even though they're different. Yes. We have unity in liberty in our own opinions. Yeah. Well, and I've heard people say that, like, the, I, I love, Kevin, your analogy of the streams connecting to form a, yeah. a much stronger river. And I've heard people talk, put it almost like, you know, to, to reach an area like the size of Scott County or to reach a city, you know, it takes an ecosystem mm-hmm. of yeah. churches. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, working in, in conjunction together because, you know, um, I think of Reach Scott, uh, that where we've done some of these events and uh, there have been, and, and we've, had, we've had some respond to the gospel mm-hmm. through some yeah. Reach Scott yeah. events and things. And, and, and what's been beautiful about that is nobody squabbles over, well, who gets them now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, they got saved. Now who, who, who gets to claim them oh, as yeah. a member of their church? You know, that, that's not happened with that. And that's the thing that we have to remember. I, it, we all should be focused on church growth, yes, because we should be focused on new people coming to grips with the gospel and becoming uh, Christians, you know, finding that salvation in Jesus. So we all should be concerned with church growth. But if I'm concerned about church growth with First Baptist and with First Baptist Onada and with Bethlehem, as well as New Haven, you know, some people look at that and, oh, that doesn't sit well with me. We need to be focused on our church. Yeah. But if I'm focused on other churches growing as well, you know, if I lead somebody to Jesus, I'm like, hey, you live real close to Bethlehem. Let me get you in touch with their pastor. Absolutely. Then you know what? In turn, that's actually probably going to fuel growth in all the churches. Yes, yes. And, and so you think about this, and, and you remember this, Chuck. But we we took all of the information of people mm-hmm. that responded, and we sat down, and so we did all of, all these things here in Oneida. Um, and so you know, my church is in in Huntsville, <laughs> and so we sat down and we we literally looked at all the addresses, and, and yeah. this is what we said. This all is, the this was the first big event we did, right? Yes, it was uh, a couple October's ago. Yeah. Oh man, twenty twenty really was a blur. Yeah, <laughs> that was, was twenty nineteen when we did that, was, right? Yeah, wow. 
But, uh, you know, we said, you know, they live closest to your church, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yes. you, you know, we're, you know, I think they're more likely the less distance they have to travel. Mm-hmm. They're more yes. likely to go to church. So we, we, you know, that's the way we divide them up. And literally none of them were close to my church. <laughs> and uh, I was absolutely fine with that. You know, I mean, it was mm-hmm. absolutely fine yeah, with that. And that's because at the end game, the end goal here is the global church. Yes. The smaller yes. county churches, the churches here, it's just a place to plug in. Okay, it's not the end game. Our end game is global church. It's global unity among Christians and our salvation. That what we're doing here, it's just a place to plug in. It's just a plug to refill. It's just a place to to get among other yeah. believers and fellowship with each other and grow in Christ and and grow every single day. That's mm-hmm. what our goal is here. And to help advance the global church. Yes. But the main yes. goal is that global and, church. And Chuck is absolutely right. The you know, we got this thing in churches and let me just let me just tell you, we want every church to do well in Scott County. Just not better than <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys, can, you guys can do really well and and, and grow, and yeah. you have to build a new sanctuary. But as long as we do ours first, and then we've yeah. got a yeah. few more people than and, you do. And if you yeah. are doing better than us, then then you're doing something wrong. If you're cheating somehow, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really the way we think. Oh, they're just they're just you know they're do, they're putting on a show. Is why yeah, they're bringing yeah, people in. Just, you know, you know but, but the truth is. So the more people that are saved in, in Oneida, um, those are people who work in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Or they have family in Huntsville. Yeah. Or they go to school yes. in Huntsville. And so if they are now you know, sharing the gospel, or if, they, if their life has been transformed and, and those other people see it, I mean, it helps all of us. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, and I'm just going to you know, um, share with you, you know, my what would be my dream, right? You know, absolutely. We think about Vision casting right yeah, here. You heard it here first. Well, we, probably not first. If but. we think about how Paul operated, you know, he went to the large areas of population. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, you think about it. He uh, evangelized all of Asia Minor uh, and he never left Ephesus. <laughs> because he yeah. knew. Yeah, he knew, you go to the hub. Yes, he knew that's where people were going in and out. He knew that's where the population was. And so he stayed there two years, which was like a long time for Paul to stay. Absolutely. And and so, you know, it, if if I had a church in, uh, of course, we, there's Huntsville where we are, and then Oneida where you, where you all are here. Mm-hmm. And if I had a church in Winfield, if I had a church in uh, in uh, Straight Fork or Fairview, that, that mm-hmm. area, if I had a church in Robbins, and, and and we had those five churches that were just you know we're, we're sold out. We have one mission. Yep. We have one goal. We are ready to back each other oh, up. Man. We are ready to mm-hmm. to get in there and work. We're ready to to pull up here at Huntsville. And drive the Winfield and do an event, you know, yes. to reach people. Yeah. Or go knocking on doors, or we go to Robbins, or we go to, you know, Oneida, really, or or come to Huntsville. And and we, um, you know, if I if I could get, you know, five pastors in those areas, and we could sit down and we could say, you know, prayerfully, how do we reach yes. this community? How do we systematically? Mm-hmm. Uh, come up with a plan. God does the convicting, just like you said. Yeah. He does the saving. Um, but we have a plan where we can make sure that we're going to get the gospel into Absolutely. every Absolutely. ear in Scott oh, yeah. County. Right, and, and the Holy Spirit does 
does that work of convincing, like you said. I mean, it's a very spiritual work, a very spiritual matter, but even Jesus had a, a strategy with how yeah, he did yeah. his ministry. Yeah, start in Jerusalem, right? You know. In, in Samaria and to, you know, to the other Well, and I kind of think that brings us kind of to the place that we are because, you know, we talked about Paul having kind of that hub of the trafficking in and out of people. I mean, that's where the mm-hmm. people were coming in and out of. Mm-hmm. That was the main focus yeah. of people. So we try to apply that today. What does that look like today if we were to apply something like that to today? And kind of that hub has been the internet. Okay, if you look at that today, where is everybody focused? What does everybody have? Yes. What is everybody mm-hmm. on? And it's the internet. And I know that's hard for a lot of people and a lot of churches to get behind this movement of social media and, and, and internet and, and all this stuff. But that's why we wanted to start the podcast mm-hmm. because... The same reasons that you wanted to do the, the Reach yes, Scott, yeah. virtual revival. We, we sat down and we thought, nobody in Scott County is doing this. Nobody in Scott County is doing this online sort of broadcasting, let's get the gospel out. And we were like, mm-hmm. there's nobody else to do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. just, I mean, we're, we're not perfect. We don't know you know, all the ins and outs of it, but I was like, we'll figure it out as we go and let's just do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if you, got, if you guys watched our YouTube video that um, of Ryan's interview, I flubbed up somehow and there's extra audio <laughs> at like the 12 and a half minute marks. So now you can go find it. Well, I think we tried Easter to cut egg. it out, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know... Um, and, and in that, Caleb, you know, like uh, what you said about uh, your your men's group, yeah. And and when you said um, we we want to change Scott County, mm-hmm. we want to change the direction. And, and you know, I I jumped out of my chair. When I was watching <laughs> that today. I was watching yeah. it today, and I was like, yes, that's exactly what we want you know and and i'm not saying that you know we have to to all do the same thing or you know no but you know um i i love what you're doing here and and i want to do if there's anything that i can do to support it or encourage it because we have the same mission absolutely yeah we've got the the same calling uh you know of the lord and our and our churches have that as well um and so that's you know, I, I think that's what it looks like. Um, is that we don't we don't have to do anything fancy. We can just support each other. Yeah. You know, we can just yes. say, hey, you know, go check out what Chuck and Caleb are doing over there. Check out, you know, their podcast. Um, you know, uh, promote that in any way we can uh, encourage that uh, between us. And and so, like, um, if we, you know, um, a common ground with people here. People who don't go to church still want things for their kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the basis Always. of children's ministry, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, and how many people, how many people have been reached through children's ministry? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. if we if we take that and we're, we're saying, well, it's, you know, it's young families and families with children and things that are mm-hmm. the most unreached right now. And they're the most conscientious about going into a church. And they're most conscientious about, you know, and, and I've found. And, they are. Yeah, they, um, you they know, feel it's like failures. Uh, yes, yeah. we, we feel. You know, you feel like a failure. You feel like, oh, I'm isolated. And, and some of them may have grown up in a household, um, in a faith tradition, and and been like, you know, I really need to get back into church. I need to get my kids into church for the first time, maybe or whatever. Yeah. And they, but they also feel very isolated. Yeah, 2020 yeah. didn't help with that either. Yeah. But yeah. they feel very isolated. Um, they feel like maybe there's not other couples or young families our age there. Right. And how um, hard is it? It's hard to get the kids there, and um, it's hard to get in the parking lot and figure out where to go. You know, how where do we park? You know, 
where where do we take our kids once we yes. get inside? Yeah. Um, or uh, uh, can I keep my kids with me with because me. I don't feel safe leaving them with somebody? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, Which is know. a big thing for um, our generation, you know, and, and and a little bit older millennials or, or young, you know, Gen Xers is is uh, I want to keep my kids with me. And that's, you know, you have a lot of these younger kids right now, and, and even today's teenagers right now, they're very cautious. Yes. They've grown up post 9 11, and yes. it's very, they're very cautious. I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm careful. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of mentality. Yeah. And so they want to kind of cling to their parents. Yes, absolutely. Which is, to us growing up, we're like, I mean, we love our parents, but we're like, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to go sit with my buddy over there during the service, no, or we're going to no. go down to, and, and do this or whatever, you know, but they, they want to know, can I keep them with me? Can I do these things? And so it's one of those things where it's not just about even across preferences, but just, just really across generations and across different life experiences yeah. Yeah. that we really need to reach and kind of uh, find this unity. Yeah. So what if we... You know, what if if we got together and we said, um, we're going to plan five family days in the park of our five main communities in yep. Scott County. Yeah. And so then we, we support each other. We put our, put our resources together. Here's a place where you're a young family. You can bring your kids and they can run around because we're going to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have, you know, we're going to have fun <laughs> things for them to do and stuff like that. And while we're here, we're going to we're going to sing songs and they're not going to sound, you know, something foreign to you. They're going to yes. sound like music yes. that you listen to. What what that community will resonate yes, with. Yes. And, and and we're going to show you, number one, we are just normal people like you. Mm-hmm. And We're not 100% crazy. Yes, yes, not, you know, only 85. But there you go. 85%. But, but you know, if, if we did that, um, you know, so let's say we, we did that one year, we did that mm-hmm. um, as churches. We have five churches, mm-hmm. and we're there, and we're like, here we are in Robbins Park, here we are in... Winfield Park and you know such like that and these people are from you know this church here in Winfield these people of this church here yes. in Fairview and so we're putting this on we did that one but here's time. all these other people from the other four churches yes, so here to support here. we're all here yeah but we did that one time um, you know what kind of difference would that make you know what what kind of impact would that make it's and like that you were talking get, about nothing. No, not necessarily need to have it. I mean, do it well, but not have anything super big or fancy, or feel like it has to be ten times in a year. I mean, if you just did four of those, yeah, yeah, in one year, at, at one at each of those locations, yeah. or whatever. I mean, how hard would it be? That's that's five days mm-hmm. out of the year mm-hmm. that you could do that. Um, you know, you set up the park; it, it would probably not even cost you very much. Not yeah. much. Money, yeah. Not know? much at all. It would just be manpower and being relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and telling people, listen, we understand how hard it is to raise kids. Yes. You know, we're just <laughs> like you in that. And we want you to know that we, we love you. We want you. We want you. We want your kids and all their messes. We want Absolutely. all the Cheerios on the, you know, under the pew. We're cool with that. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we, we understand and, and, and all those things. And, you know, I just I just think if we could pull that off yeah you know that that's one little thing and then you know uh a dozen things and, and yeah we've got super smart people in our churches that you know that god is you know being made in the image of god it means being creative mm-hmm. and absolutely i don't think ways. people give scott county credit oh, no. for how how 
much talent there really is here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And how much intelligence and creativity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you talk, there are people from Scott County that are working all over this country, mm-hmm. and, and they're doing awesome things. Uh, I could name people that I went to school with that are in, you know, places like Nashville, like Knoxville, Washington, and they're they're... You know, they can do anything anybody from anywhere else can do. Yeah, you know, yeah it's yeah. just crazy. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and we've got the, the innovation. Uh, we've got the, the people. If we could just get organized. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. and come together. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, preachers, they don't know when to quit. No, it's been wonderful to yeah, hear this really because. Um, Motivating. That's the thing. Like you said, if we could get organized, because I believe that there are more out there who want this same thing. Yep. There are yep. more in, in our county who want these things. And um, just like so many things, so many other things lately in our culture, it's just not the most vocal group mm-hmm. at times. And so it's been very, really refreshing to hear your thoughts on it and your your dream, your vision of that, of, of a, a unified big C church. I say let's make it happen. In I Scott say, County. Those dreams you had, I said, um, I mean, let's make them work. Absolutely. I mean, whatever we have um, to do, I mean. You know, and I think re- I think the Reach Scott effort, um, you know, go check them. Go check it out on Facebook. You can find the Reach Scott page on Facebook. Yes. Um, get in touch with Kevin on Facebook. We can all, me, Caleb, we can point you to it. Um, and, and find yeah. a way to get involved with that and find a way, you know, especially if you are a part of a church and you're a part of um, – you know any any group of believers start small find a way to come to an agreement find a way to come into some unity with somebody who maybe has a little bit difference of opinion than you different preferences or whatever and then let's reach out together and kind of come and and really call again not not bash people and put them down but call everybody to the higher calling yeah, that we've yeah. been given of the gospel of Jesus to take it to the ends of the earth and that includes all of Scott County Yes. Um, to, to come together because, again, what does love require of us? What does love require of me? It's going to require me to love my buddy who maybe has a difference of opinion. It's going to require me to love those neighbors, to love the people who are not part of a church, who are lost in their sin. Because at the end of the day, it's like you said, that song lyric was so perfect. Here we are squabbling over shades of white. Yeah. yeah. And the world is lost in the darkness and the black and the gray. And I wish I could remember... Uh, who sang that song so I could give them credit. This but, is where we need yeah. a tech guy just sitting in the background yeah. figuring things out for us yeah. um, as we go. We'll, but, well, guys, it has been absolutely wonderful. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Caleb and I said when we started out making this podcast, um, every episode may not help somebody else, but it sure is like therapy for us. It's, yeah, it's good yeah, and it's encouraging for us. And so um, this has been you know wonderful to have Brother Kevin Terry. Yes, thank you. And, man, what a compelling and honestly simple it's not complicated vision that he has cast here for us you know something that is that is well within our reach if we would just put some of these things aside and join one another and so guys this has been crosswalk i hope that you've enjoyed it um this is really a place this these issues and things we've talked about this is where real faith has to meet real life Yes, yes you know when you get amongst amongst other christians you know you've really got to have some real faith that calls you and challenges you to say hmm uh, I don't like the way they're doing that, but you know they're not necessarily wrong. So we're going to learn to live with it. As um, Brother Mark Bordeaux used to say, we're like a bunch of porcupines all moving around, and we got we got to learn to get along because you know inevitably we're going to poke each other a bit. 
Um, and so, well, guys, um, again, we're back up with video, and uh, you can find us on. I'll let Caleb do this because he always says this better than I do. You can find <laughs> yeah, us on yeah, iTunes, yeah, Anchor. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. I'm now on YouTube with the video series, so you yeah. can basically find us on any any of major our platform, big, major podcasting platforms. So look us up, check us out, like, subscribe, so we can help further advance the gospel. But until mm-hmm. next time, this is Crosswalk. Where real faith meets real life.